Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Weber, and with me again are Tom Fonts. Hey, And Stanford Clark. Hello. This podcast focuses on the world of animation. Each new episode, we feature all the latest news from around the animation industry, whether it's traditionally hand drawn, computer generated, or stop motion. If it's animated, it's up for discussion. That's right. And today, we're going to be talking all about X Men in animated form throughout the years. So stay tuned for that later in the show. So we'll be back in a few seconds with our new releases for the week. And we are back with our new releases for the week. The f- first one is from across the pond. It is Broadchurch. It uh, stars David Tennant and a, a few other people that you may recognize from other... Uh, I don't remember what her, her name is, but um, she, was, she was the main female like lead in Attack the Block. She's in the show. I'm in yeah, well, uh, uh, Olivia Coleman, right? That's her name? And uh, well, she was, no, that's uh, a... Well, uh, she's the oh, else. the one that's like the detective with David Tennant, but uh, the oh, woman yeah. that's uh, the mother of of the child that gets killed. She's. I just remember Olivia Coleman as the as the reporter from the British Office. Oh yeah. Uh, oh right. Day, yeah. Which, which well, was hilarious. <laughs> David Brent mused. Uh, <laughs> she just kept on dealing with him. Whenever I think of her, I can only think of uh, Hot Fuzz. And what's funny is like oh, she's like, yeah. and and watching this show, Morning, I, I keep I, I keep wanting her to say, "What do you think it was a murder like that?" Yeah, a murder. Yeah, so oh, waiting. She for... was brilliant. <laughs> she was brilliant in that. That that's yeah. a super underrated movie. Hot Fuzz is great. Yeah, yeah, she was wonderful in it. Oh, and then uh, pairing the tenth Doctor with the eleventh Doctor's companion, uh, Arthur Duvall is in right. in the show as well too. So that was pretty cool for me as a Doctor Who fan to see those two together. Uh, <laughs> and then actually Fox is going to be doing a, a remake of this called Grace Point and David Tennant is reprising his character. And Wow. What's kind of cool is that if you've seen the trailers for it, it's, yeah. it's weird to hear him with like a, an American accent and <laughs> just because I'm so yeah, used to him with it, a Scottish it, accent. It, is it is it good or is it like weird? Yeah. No, it, like, it's like, good. There, but there's it's, been some weird accents that that have come from across the pond. Like the dude that uh that played oh man I can't think of his name but he's in Game of Thrones and he plays the very like very manipulative mockingbird guy and he's oh, Peter, Irish. Uh, Peter Baelish, that, that dude. Well, yeah, that's not Peter his real Baelish. name. Yeah, like the character Peter Baelish. Yeah, he plays. He's played. He played a. Uh, uh, an English, all right, American guy in The Wire, and his accent was very odd in that. I, I found, and then his his accent is a little weird in Game of Thrones too. But is David Tennant's accent good or is it weird as an American? I think for me, it's just weird, just because I'm so used to him like speaking with his 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 actual accent. So right. hearing, hearing him anything else is just kind of weird. Whereas, like I've heard. Uh, like Christian Bale so many times with an American accent when you hear his actual Welsh 
accent then yeah. that sounds weird and that's the, weird yeah the best part with it, that is, it is listening to the the thing from when you're sh- shooting terminator salvation and he he goes off on that guy oh when he went off his own <laughs> yeah. and on it's his all in his welsh accent so that's uh, in the middle of a scene you're unbelievable man you're a nice guy yeah it, you're a nice guy you're, you're a nice guy you're a nice guy yeah it, it's weird yeah and when he when he flips out it's that weird combination of both american but well yeah, yeah. He's, he's, time, he's still kind odd. of in the John Connor character, but yeah, slipping yeah. back into Christian Bale. So. <laughs> so, Mark, did Fox? So, is Fox? Did it pick it up for the 2014? TV yeah, season? it's going to be uh, like a limited series like this was, where it's uh, this was eight episodes in the UK. Uh, Grace Point's going to be ten episodes. Uh, Anna Gunn is going to be in it as well. She's playing the Olivia Coleman part, so that'll be cool to uh, see her uh, doing another show after Breaking Bad. I love her. She's great. Yeah. And then uh, um, Michael Pena is in the show as well. In the oh Nick Nick Nolte is also in the U.S. version. Oh wow. Uh, David Bradley <laughs> wow. is uh, back to the U.K. one. David Bradley is in that one as well. You guys may recognize him from Harry Potter. Uh, he was Argus Filch. And then and then he was oh yeah. And then he was actually on Doctor Who this past season as well. And then he played the first Doctor. Uh, well, the actor that played the first Doctor, William Hartnell, in the An Adventure in Space and Time. Oh, yeah. Docudrama that, uh, that they just did, yeah. docudrama that they did at the end of the season, or they, they showed, right, at the yeah. end of... Okay. So, yeah, so Broadchurch is, is pretty awesome for Doctor Who fans. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, me and my, my wife have been watching, we're five episodes into it, so we still don't know who did it and whatnot, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm... It'll be interesting to watch the U.S. remake of this after, after watching this one, and then, and then seeing like David Tennant kind of redoing some of these same scenes, but with his American accent now. Uh, this is the wow. DVD. It kind of stinks that usually U.S. imports of, of U.K. TV shows we only ever get the DVDs for that show. We don't ever get Blu-rays, but so I was kind of hoping that. They would release on a Blu-ray in the U.S., but they did not. Uh, but the the DVD does have two bonus features on it. It's got a behind-the-scenes, shows the making of the show, and then there's some deleted scenes on there as well. But yeah, I would, I would highly recommend the show. It's, it's really good. It's really well-written. And then a, a good way to watch it would be in HD because of the locations that they shot this in southern England are really beautiful. So definitely check it out. Uh, well, David Bradley's also he's Walder Frey in Game of Thrones, uh, yeah. right? He's the it the all, guy, t- it yeah, all ties oh, together. Oh, he's great. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> yeah, he, he's an awesome guy. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one ties into what we're going to be talking about today too. It's Wolverine Weapon X. Tomorrow dies today. Uh, it's part of that Marvel Knights line that Shout Factories have been putting out of the motion comics based on existing actual graphic novels that Marvel has released in the past. Uh, and then this is about, uh, like, a Deathlock. If you guys have been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's a character on that called Deathlock that's yeah. loosely kind of based on the same character that shows up in this. There's many different versions of Deathlock, too. There's, like, a good guy version, and there's a bad guy version. Yeah. So. But, yeah, so in this, he's going on, like, a killing spree, killing a bunch of superheroes and whatnot. So Wolverine takes him on there's there's a pretty interesting image on the back of the dvd too it's deathlock holding a 
dismembered Wolverine arm with the the claws out. <laughs> so, whoa. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah, this is supposed to be like very violent. I've heard, and and, yeah. and it's yeah, very graphic, very violent. Um, and I'm not one for like, oh my god, I love gore all the time, but. I, you know, every once in a while with, like, a character that has adamantium claws, you know, it's, I hate it when it's like, oh, he headbutted a guy, but then he used his, like, deadly claws to open a can. Like, I every once in a while, I like to see those claws be used. So this yeah, is interesting that they're there. going full force. Because, like, in the animated series, it would always be like, oh, my God, that Wolverine's going to town on that robot. And then he, like headbutts a guy like he's never going to oh, use yeah. his claws well yeah not in the cartoon yeah. obviously that's why actually um, that the wolverine movie that just came out the extended edition that they put on the blu-ray that's pretty yeah. good that's it's more or less an r-rated wolverine movie you, you there's blood on his claws you see him like disemboweling people and yeah cutting some people up so yeah and like if Deathlock is involved. I mean, he's a. I mean, that character's. He's a dead human who's been reanimated with like, like cybernetic technology or something, right? So I mean, it, it's Marvelous. it's that's. I'm surprised that you're saying that the agents of Shield use Deathlock. I haven't seen yeah. the, the show. Yeah. They use Death, Deathlock. Really, Deathlock's in. That's in a dark a, character yeah. to use. And they, they, on, they've on had Prime two Top versions TV. of him too. Wow, that's Without interesting. Yeah, no, it's interesting because it's it's a pretty dark character. Character to, to be put on prime time. Yeah. Um, wow. They, they put their own ABC kind of for sure spin, yeah. <laughs> spin on spin yeah. on him. But yeah, he's yeah he's Deathlock. It's kind of unclear what direction he's going to go in. Right, Mark? Did yeah. you see the finale? Right. But. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely worth ch- checking out that too. And then there's a bonus feature on here that's a retrospective. Yeah, well, I can't talk retrospective looking back at tomorrow dies today with uh ron garney so definitely if you're a big fan of wolverine and or deathlock so they definitely check this out if you haven't read the comic yet or if you want to watch this and read the comic do both because if you guys have listened to us for a while everyone knows matt quest's uh, thoughts about motion comics how much he hates them <laughs> but yeah he doesn't like that they're considered animation I almost consider them like uh, like how they have audiobooks. This is that's almost more or less an audiobook for a, yeah. a graphic novel. Yeah. That way you can still get the visual aspect of the graphic novel with not being fully animated and whatnot. But yeah, so that's the two new releases we have this week, and we'll be back in a few seconds with our news. with our news for the week and disney's at it again they're gonna release a whole bunch of movies on blu-ray on one day 
and it's going to be August 12th this time this year. So not only are we getting... So here here we go. We're going to get Muppets Most Wanted that day as as just a film that it was in theaters this year and they're putting out that day. And then the week after that, we're going to get a Toy Story of Terror on the 19th that, that is actually going to include all of the past Toy Story tunes. So if you have like the Pixar volume two like shorts blurry you'll have some doubles going on there and if you didn't pick up say like the 3d monsters ink now you'll finally have partisaurus rex and whatnot too so sanford what, what did you think about the releases and do you want to well i guess you first say what those releases are sure so uh as you mentioned, my supposed wanted, but that is necessarily included in the six. So these six ones that are, that we're gonna talk about have got you're mostly animated. So uh Hercules from nineteen ninety seven, and then uh Tarzan from the their uh, feature from nineteen ninety nine. Uh got some old school stuff. The adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, uh which is also gonna be in uh, also going to have fun and fancy free included in that. I guess it's going to be yeah. a separate DVD, Mark. Or well, a yeah, they have a, like they have a two disc edition that has just Ichabod and Mr. Toad on it, and then there's going to be a three disc edition version of it that's got Ichabod, and Mr. Toad, and fun and fancy free. Okay. So it kind of looks like we don't know how to count with that's the great. with the picture that I put with this article. <laughs> I like the picture <laughs> because it it's got. Uh, Hades saying we dance, we kiss, we schmooze, we go home happy. And then it's got five Blu-ray <laughs> cover art, and, and our headline is six Blu-ray releases from Disney coming August 12th. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess it's kind of I don't I don't know why they did that with fun and fancy. I don't either. Free. I guess you know maybe they just didn't think it could hold up on its own. It's 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 such an obscure. I, don't know. I think that one's less obscure though than like Melody Time and. And uh, make mine music. Make mine music, which I'm sure they'll put together on like a double feature. Yeah, I bet they'll do a double feature of those two. I don't know, but I mean that's kind of. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say maybe I'm like having rose-colored glasses memory or things, but I remember as a kid really enjoying the adventure of, uh, of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Oh yeah. But I don't remember. I haven't seen it as an adult. I remember it being cool, and maybe my mind is like mixing in memories of like. When I was on the Mr. Toad ride in uh, in in Disneyland or Disney World, uh, yeah. but I remember it being great. I that is one of those that I would actually, I would be more inclined to buy that on Blu-ray than some of the other ones on this list. Uh, oh, so far. I, I I I'm I'm with you, Tom. I I I like I have fond memories of those as a kid, and and I think that they're just the right. great 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 uh, films. So. What's what's interesting with the, with the cover art though for that Ichabod and Mister Toad is that it only has uh, the Ichabod, the Sleepy to- Sleepy Hollow, yeah, the Sleepy Hollow. At yeah. least with the version that we're seeing, I mean, this, <laughs> some of the stuff might not be like final art because there's not yeah. like this is this is an image that they posted on the Disney Movie Awards thing, so it might be final art, but they haven't released like any official press releases or like specs about any of these. But I, I think when we were talking about like some of those. Uh, the like the vignette films, uh, I think I said that I I figured they'd put Mr. the Adventures Mr. Toad and think about think about it Mr. Toad on the with Fun and Fancy Free on one Blu-ray is like a double feature, and then 
like you know Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros yeah. on one together and then make my music and melody time because those all kind of fit together they with, all, they with all themselves. fit together yeah it's really weird that they're gonna put the fun and fancy free in the uh, in the package phrasing yeah. but the uh, <laughs> um also on on august 12th is uh bed knobs and broomsticks oh, yeah first time on blu-ray i believe oh, for that yeah. title angela lansbury and mr Bing. so yeah. that has that big animated sequence that's that's kind of like a mary poppins style thing where they, i believe they go when I, yeah, when I was a kid, I always thought that was like a prequel or a sequel to Mary Poppins. Yeah, it's just so much, just because the same guy's in it, right? Yeah. Uh, Mr. David Banks. Tomlinson? Yeah. Mr. Banks, yeah. yeah. I was called him, I was like, oh, Mr. Banks is in this Mr. movie. Mr. Banks is in this one. With <laughs> Mrs. Potts. Adventures. Mr. Banks and, <laughs> and Mrs. Potts. Mrs. Potts, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then uh, last one on the list is Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, The Three Musketeers, which was a direct-to-DVD release. It was done in 2004. I remember that from when I was yeah. looking at Blockbuster. I was like, oh, what's this? Oh, it's not, and I, I've never seen it. So. I, I saw it, <laughs> and I don't think it sucked, but you know how I feel about the direct-to-DVD right. features from the Disney studios in the, you I know, like, that time period. I like the other Disney Three Musketeers with Charlie Sheen. Yeah, that live Sutherland one. and Oliver Platt. Freaking Oliver yeah. Platt. That that we'll come back around to that with with <laughs> X Men. It all comes back to X Men because he was in first class. But so it's a big day, big day. Yeah. So save your money because there's going to be a lot yeah, of especially in August. Fan. <laughs> yeah. And then I've also heard that they're releasing one version of Muppets Most Wanted the week before the twelfth. Really? Uh, yeah. And then they're releasing like the bigger edition, like that's more stuff on it on the twelfth, which is really. Weird and frankly kind of stupid because some people are going to buy that. Not right. like, you know, the common consumer is going to buy that one that comes out first. And then they'll be really mad the next week, like if they wanted more stuff. And they're like, oh, what the heck? I mean, I didn't know it was coming out the week after. But I guess, I don't know, that's kind of weird. And then I've, I've heard rumors that actually Melody Time and uh, Make My Music are going to be coming out around December. With so, the, uh, three caballeros and so again, Mark, everything then but Aladdin, right? Yep. Will have been yeah. released. When, when I read that, I was like, <laughs> so I was looking at my my seventy five years of Disney animated features poster, and I was like, so just Wait. just to get this straight, that means oh. every single one of these movies on that poster will be on Blu ray except for Aladdin and One Hundred and One Dalmatians. Oh yeah, that's true. So, I mean, sure, One Hundred and One Dalmatians is great. But Aladdin is incredible. Yeah. I mean, when that movie came out, it was it it was a Disney movie that I I was I was not in high school, but I knew that high school students watched that and they thought it was the coolest thing ever. It was something that like crossed so many generations. Yeah. It um they're gonna like I I hope they have some master plan for that Blu-ray yeah. where it's gonna be like thirty dollars for like you get like a date with Robin Williams or something. Yeah, it's something like the best Blu-ray. Otherwise, it'd probably be Brad Kane. He's they're waiting this long to put out this Blu-ray. Yeah, everyone wants to watch Aladdin. Come on, it's great. Yeah. That's yeah. That's I that boggles my mind that they haven't done yeah. that yet. I don't remember if it was you, Stanford, or if it was our, our friend. Tim that sent me a link to the Disney Movies Anywhere app that there's a trailer on there for Aladdin that if you watch it it's very reminiscent of trailers they do for movies they're going to be having come out on Blu-ray 
So if, if you guys haven't watched that yet, anybody listening or, or you two guys, I would say check check that out. I have to check it. I haven't seen it. And tell so. me what you think after you watch that. If that's what it feels like to you, like, and there feels like there's spots in there where they could be like coming to Blu-ray for the first time on such and such a day. Diamond edition. <laughs> they already missed the 20th anniversary yeah. last year. Yeah, which seems weird because so they're weird. yeah they're so into those anniversary things that. And then when I found out about uh, the Broadway thing, I was thinking All right. they were tied in with that. So I don't know. It, wh- See, I was so excited that 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 one year yeah. that had the had the pamphlet said it was coming out in February, I think of last year. It was supposed to come out February of last year, and then. Like, all of a sudden, Peter Pan was coming out in February 2013. And then that that leads us to the the next thing that has been was the first Disney Blu-ray. Sleeping Beauty is getting a re-release on Blu-ray October 7th. This time it'll be part of the Diamond Edition uh, series. The first time when it came out was still part of that Platinum Edition series that they had started on DVD. I almost feel like they should have just started the Diamond Edition with it when they put it out way back then. But yeah, we all know yeah. that the first one was Snow White for the the Diamond Editions. But yeah, this is coming out on October seventh, and I don't know if uh, if you've seen the cover art for it yet, Tom. But Maleficent is far more prominent on it this time. I, I sent a picture to Stanford earlier of the Platinum Edition Blu-ray that I have. And Maleficent's not anywhere on the cover except in her dragon form. And the she's, old one. And she's she's got a little tiny image of her on the back of the Blu-ray case. On, and they used to do like a fold-out that you could open like on the front of like the the slide the slip cover. And she's she's in that as well. But she's not on the yeah. front cover like just as big as Aurora. So uh, that's you know obviously why they're doing this and. We've kind of speculated that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yo, no, I was. Just, yeah, I, I saw the uh, the the trailer for the, it, the for the Diamond Edition of, of this Sleeping Beauty thing. I, yeah, I I found it like you know, I mean, the trailer was literally. I mean, it was a teaser. It was literally just the 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 shoe, which oh, was like, was all right, yeah, I I know that. Yeah, I I, I get it. Um. That was, yeah, the, that was I, the Cinderella trailer you're talking about. Oh, oh shoot! I'm I'm mixing things up. Oh wait, <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. So Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> I'm mixing things up. That's oh right. no, you're you're good, dude. So Sleeping Beauty, you know, has got Maleficent as the bad character in it. So Maleficent oh. is also the new Angelina Jolie. No, my bad. Movie. Yeah. And so they're playing. They've got this this cover art that Mark was telling you. It's got Maleficent. On one slide, he's sleeping beauty together. They're back to back. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it's it's kind of ridiculous. We'll see. We'll oh, see I'm looking at happens. it right now. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're like, yeah. And uh, <laughs> okay. whose story is it? No, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. I was saying to Stanford too is that. Yeah. Aurora hasn't even been able to get on the spine of her own her own movie because Maleficent it looks like is on at least the one yeah. side spine for the Blu-ray and then Prince Philip is on the DVD spine and the platinum one that came out way back in 2008 had the the blue not the Pinocchio blue fairy but the, the blue fairy from Sleeping Beauty on both spines for that which was obviously supposed to be a reference to you know 
First Disney Blu-ray, get it? Blue Fairy. So. Yeah. Because I remember the whole, make it blue. <laughs> and then like they would show like the different Disney Blu-rays they were doing. But there's actually going to be uh, so what seems like a lot of new bonus features on here. Some of yeah. these weren't on that one. So I don't know if I'm going to have to keep my Platinum Edition one and the Diamond Edition one too. But I guess we'll see. We'll see if they're if they're actually cool, but at least I'm glad at least yeah we're gonna put some new content yeah. on it. That's what I'm hoping for when that'll add in when it comes out is that it's got tons of content on it. It's probably gonna have some stuff about the Broadway show on it. Now, I would assume. Sure. Uh, but yeah, this one has Once Upon a Par- Parade, which uh, saw Highland from Modern Family. Uh, basically, this is another one of those bonus features they have where they go through part of their parks. Or, like, showcase something that they have at their park that kind of relates somewhat to the Blu-ray you just bought. And so this is, has it features a the new Maleficent dragon float that's at the park. Uh, and then the, the next thing on here, again, kind of showcasing Maleficent and Disney villains, is Art of Evil. But this is cool, too, because it's uh, also showcasing the villain animator, Mark Davis. And then there's also interviews with... Uh, Andre, De, yeah, Andre Deja and uh, other animators like uh, Lino DeSilvato, who was the animation director of Frozen. So it's cool to check that out, and, and you get to see a little bit of the backstory of uh, Disney villains and whatnot. So that should be cool. And then I like these bonus features that they have been doing lately in the past few Disney Blu-rays, the Di- at Disney Animation. I like those too. Artists in motion because they feel to me like reminiscent of like those. Uh, Pixar story ones that they had, yeah. or paths to Pixar on the the Pixar Blu-rays, and then this follows Brittany Lee, which I think I, I think we follow like on Instagram a lot. She's yes. does these cool like paper uh, sculptures, and this is what this bonus feature is about: her creating a three-dimensional sculpture of Maleficent. <laughs> so it seems like all the bonus That's features awesome. are focusing on Maleficent. Um, <laughs> And then there's probably three new deleted scenes that have Maleficent and then you know, Arrival of well, exactly alternate take, the fair and the curse is fulfilled. So, so they they didn't mention it at all in the press release, but you you think that for sure they're going to have some Angelina Jolie on this DVD too? They just haven't mentioned it yet. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Yeah, surprised that she's not narrating it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of for some reason I always <laughs> I'm thought surprise her. Her yeah. face isn't on one of these covers. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've already speculated. I think the live action that comes out in about a week in theaters is going to be coming out probably yeah. the same day on the Blu-ray. The same day. That's, yeah, that's Because, yeah. I mean, that, that's prime prime real estate putting the two things out that are tied together. Be like, oh, cool, I'll buy this and this. I would just love if they went like... I would love if they just went like all out. I mean, just like... It was Angelina and Julie just like slyly winking on like the cover of one of these Sleeping Beauty <laughs> sleeves, like either the Diamond Edition or DVD, just like wink, you yeah. gotta go see this movie. That'd be yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then going from Disney and Maleficent, head back to Bedrock, and they're developing a yeah. new Flintstones uh, animated film, and it's Will Ferrell and Adam McKay are the executive producers on it, and then Chris Hensley has been hired as the the screenwriters. What do you guys think about this? I remember Seth MacFarlane was trying to do a TV series a yeah. few years ago. It never got picked up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I that, liked the first live mind. action movie. 
I don't know if that's just because of how old yeah. I was when I came out. <laughs> Wait, were there was there one or were there there was when, there was there two, were two or one? Yeah, live the, there, there was. Yeah. There was well, the second was okay. Rock Vegas, right? Which yeah, was Viva pre- Rock which Vegas. Was that prequel, and it had Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. As as a uh, Barney. Oh, oh. It's like Stephen Baldwin wouldn't grow up oh. to be Rick Moranis. Oh man! Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I I enjoyed the first live action. Yeah, yeah. it had Rick Moranis, John Goodman, was, and I I adore yeah. Rick Moranis, John Goodman, Rosie O'Donnell. Um, but yeah, the, Rosie O'Donnell. The second one was pretty horrible. I think that was straight to DVD um, too. I think it was straight to DVD too. I never saw it. Yeah, or straight to um, VHS. It, so. That's interesting though. A Seth, a Seth MacFarlane produced Flintstones pilot. I would love to see what that came about because that's, I don't know. And it seems to make sense because like family guy in a way, you know, like in, in their, I don't know, their, their character. Yeah. I don't know. Their characters. It's very similar to family guy. It's a family dynamic with like several neighbors, but obviously family guy's a lot dirtier and a lot more riskier than Flintstones. That Flintstones probably would have been that. I'm sure he, yeah, I'm sure he toned it down. I would love to see what that was. But you know what? Um, I'm excited for an animated feature because uh, I, I think that's what Flintstones should be. I, I think live action, even the first one, which was good, which was decent. You know, Rick Moranis was great. John Goodman was great. Helly Berry um, was in that. I, he, Again, yeah, coming back it, to it X-Men. Still had the, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> she was. It still had that feeling of like oh i see it i see the strings i see the i see the costuming whereas with an animated feature you don't worry about that so much and you you just enjoy yourself with the plot and the story um yeah i'm excited for this i I hope it's good i hope i hope they really get someone because the flintstones is great the flintstones is kind of like a you know a lesser national treasure it's it's a it's like the honeymooners but in cartoon form it's it's a great little cartoon um so i hope they do it right i don't know if they will i mean mm-hmm. they, they probably yeah. won't but hopefully they will I, that's what i'm hoping too they'll do it right yeah so fingers crossed that it, it comes out well and maybe we'll get some more rock donald's glasses from mcdonald's oh <laughs> oh my god you I just brought them. me back to 1994 my friend seriously wow. drink out of that and your batman forever <laughs> glass at the same time <laughs> oh, i think i still have a few of those too so. but yeah see that was back when oh, like great. mcdonald's had like cool stuff you could get but yeah 90s were, were the the cool tie-in merchandise thing from fast food restaurants now the glory days now it's like kind of cheaper stuff i think that's like how i got my <laughs> first copy of back to the future was they were selling vhs's of that wayne's world and adam's family and one other movie at at mcdonald's on vhs but yeah so yeah that is our news for the week and we'll be back in a few seconds with our new trailers
Alright, and we're back with our new trailers for the week. And we're hooked on a feeling with the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, too. <laughs> and before you cry foul of why we're talking about a live-action movie on Animation Fascination, there are two fully animated characters in this film, Rocket Raccoon and Groot. So, what did you think of the trailer, Tom, and then what did you think of the trailer, Stanford? Oh, it's fantastic on so many levels. And, and, and I, I hope this isn't too R-rated for this podcast, but one of the little details of this trailer that I loved was, uh, I mean, okay, let me say this. Every character is so, it seems, I mean, from what I've seen, all the characters are very fully fleshed out. Um, they seem to have, all, they each have these great little moments. But one of the greatest moments that I found in this trailer was the moment when Rocket Raccoon is readjusting his junk and it's very slight it's very subtle it's not like making a big joke out of it but he just like just a slightly just like readjusts his chunk and i i hope all the viewers caught that because it, it's hilarious and great and I, I i i just love it and and bradley cooper is someone that uh i would have never cast as like oh yeah give him rocket raccoon um, but from the little that I've heard, I really enjoy. He seems to be yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and Vin Diesel seems to be great as Groot. And we have to hear I am Groot. It's, it yes. seems to be shaping up. Yes. Overall, it seems to be shaping up like one heck of a movie. I, I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Stanford. Oh, I'm with you. I, I thought that this this uh, second trailer was was fantastic. Frankly, though, I thought it was hard to beat that teaser trailer, which they still every time I see it, I just you know laugh my head off. <laughs> when, you know, my favorite line is just went a bunch of a holes because I just I mean I just anyway love it. But this this one just totally <laughs> adds to it. I agree with you. Seeing a seeing a rocket uh, and also hearing Bradley Cooper's voice. Yeah. Uh, that was that was great. We'll see more more of Groot and what that's going to be like. But just uh, James Gunn, it just looks like he's just really captured uh, the 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 world of the comic in such such an interesting way. And um, I just think Marvel Studios is just I mean, what a creative great place to be right now. They're just delivering such interesting oh movies, and this yeah. this looks like is. I mean, and uh, you know, they have an event film coming out the first of August. How fantastic is that? You know, here we're, we've got week and week after week of stuff, and then uh, for the summer releases, then this is going to hit, and that's probably I bet it's going to be one of the coolest movies of the summer. You know, it just yeah. looks fantastic. For Can't sure. wait. Yeah, and then sure. right after this, like we get Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a team movie, and then the next Marvel movie we get after that next year is Avengers Two. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see like what they do for the the stinger uh, end credit scenes for. Do we get Guardians. yeah? Because we had Avengers um, two before Ant Man, right? Because isn't Ant Man? Yeah. Ant Man's. Yeah, it'll be Guardians, August Avengers slot, two, and then actually they moved Ant Man up to July. Oh, that's so, right. Ant Man's July. And then Ant Man. So I, I'm looking forward to all of those Marvel movies, but yeah, I mean. I can't wait for Chris Pratt to become an even bigger star than, like he oh, is right now from. He's fantastic. Uh, the Lego movie. He's gonna be awesome in this, and he's got it Jurassic so World great. next year. Yeah. So I mean, he's, he's fantastic. 
fantastic. He's definitely and some, awesome. someone brought this up. He someone brought this up, which I found was interesting. Is uh, in Parks and Rec, they keep on like putting him in bigger shirts and bigger shirts to hide the fact, like when he started Parks and Rec, he was sort of like oh, yeah. a normal, like you know, like whatever looking dude, and now he's obviously like ripped, like he's a concrete trojan statue of a human being but they keep on in parks and rec they keep on putting him in like flabbier and flabbier t-shirts to be like oh yeah he's still the same character and it's like no well yeah i like how they explained it every single day for the past year i like how they explained it in the season premiere of the of the last season too where uh like adam scott says something to him it's like yeah you got in shape pretty fast and he's like yeah i just gave up drinking for a month <laughs> he's like, you just gave up yeah, drinking right. for a month, and then, like he just looks at the camera. <laughs> so yeah, it was a nice little joke to kind of like. Oh, so this is why he looks like this now. But I'm pretty sure he'll probably stay yeah. like that too for next season because I mean, they'll probably want him to yeah. be in shape like that for Jurassic World, and I don't know. I mean, he he, yeah. he probably likes being in shape now too. So yeah, right. Yeah, I'm definitely. Really... I, I also love the. Good. Oh, sorry. Good. Oh no! I also love the line from the, from the trailer. Uh, John C. Riley saying they call themselves the Gardens of the Galaxy. I feel like this is a bad idea. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I love the reality. Like this team probably isn't that great. Like let's be honest. Uh, I love it. I got a shot of Glenn Close in there too. I know. I forgot that she was. Oh yeah! That. Right. Corella Deville. Yeah. Right. Glenn Close shows up. Looks like she's. <laughs> queen of the universe or something you know I mean, oh, it's hilarious uh, she's yeah. playing a character named nova prime so oh, okay that's uh, right I, i'm hoping that that if they do uh, do the character of nova like he'll probably show up like in guardians 2 maybe or something like that or they'll like, do like some kind of easter egg that like hints uh. at him for a future movie but yeah if, yeah if you guys watch ultimate spider-man he's nova that character is on that show right now and there's actually uh, an episode they did of this past season on Ultimate Spider-Man that was called Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was uh, Spider-Man and Nova working with the group. So check. I think that's on Netflix now too, so that you guys can check that out. Uh, and then we'll go to the teaser that Tom was talking about earlier, the Cinderella teaser, which <laughs> that I mistakenly talked about. Which is exactly the same thing as the teaser and now poster I'm more, they I'm released. I'm more mad about now. Yeah. All, it, 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 yeah. Since I was caught in an embarrassing moment, I'm more mad about it now. It was a shoe, <laughs> guys. It's a shoe. We get it. It's, it's a shoe. It's a dumb trailer, <laughs> the, I think. And it's not even like the film hasn't been shot yet, and then like that's all they could use for the teaser trailer. The film is entirely it feels like in the done, can, isn't it? Yeah, being shot. So I mean, there's stuff they can. I mean, they don't have to give the movie away, but I mean, they can they they can show like a scene. Or a clip here or there of like actual characters in the film, maybe like mixed with that shot of the 360 degree rotating diamond glass, cut shoe, uh, diamond cut glass shoe, which I feel like I wouldn't want to wear because <laughs> to, to quote That'd be horrible. Will, yeah to quote Will Smith from Men in Black, I feel like I want to break this damn thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Stanford and I were saying, out, then you'd pull a John McClane and you'd be walking around with glass in your feet for the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
we'll see how we'll see how this goes. I just I wonder if we're just going to be yeah. on more of a continuing trend. Disney feels like they're going to have to make live action versions. But I think Mark and I we were commenting too to each other that so what we're going to find out that actually the wicked stepmother was is nice like like in Maleficent. Like oh, yeah. we're going to you know like we're flipped. Gonna, right. We're going to feel sorry for. Cinderella was actually the, yeah, right. the main one. Cinderella was like some wit wench, you know, some really unpleasant person. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why her stepsisters and her stepmother were being so mean to her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll learn the truth. She was the one that named the cat Lucifer. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, that's weird. Why would you name a cat after the, the devil? Um, but like what you're saying, though, Mark, I mean, the film's being directed by Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, and it's got a great cast in it, too. And a really good cast. Kate Blanchett is the Wicked Stepmother, speaking it's got of. Peggy Carter and Dr. Selvig in it. And it's yeah. Directed by the Thor director. That's by the Ken- director Kenneth, Thor. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, so. So, anyway, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll but see. If you want to see a spinning yeah. shoe for 90 seconds. If you are desiring a spinning shoe, look no further than the Cinderella teaser. You will be enamored, my friend. This could be like, it's almost like a commercial for the uh, Savarsky or what is it? Yeah. Crystal. It looks like a a segment from QVC. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, actually it does look like a QVC. Black Hills Gold. I feel bad for the butterfly, too. The butterfly is all just be like... Flying around, being all cool, and then I know. It lands oh, on the shoe and it turns to glass. So what is it? A cursed yeah, shoe? And anything that touches it turns to die. glass. <laughs> yeah. A butterfly had to die for you to wear these shoes. For you to wear these shoes. Yeah. It just became a butterfly. Yeah. It came out of the pupa stage and it became a butterfly. <laughs> it killed Heimlich. <laughs> all right. All right. But yeah, it's going from one live action Disney, uh, and then uh, actually we're gonna. Are we getting the Jungle Book live action movie too? Ah, we are. That, which is directed by John Favreau, right? So that yeah. has which Disney already did a live action Jungle right, Book too. They did Rudyard Kipling's right? The Jungle Book. I remember, it, like they they entitled it that, so I guess it would people want to be like, wait, is this the same Jungle Book as the animated Jungle Where's Book? Even the though it's real bear. Yeah. But yeah, and then we have, and then there's the other Jungle Book movie that Andy Serkis is directing. Right. I think because Jungle Book's in the public domain now. It's so it's a battle to see who's going to get it finished first, right? Yeah, I think Disney, Disney's a, in the lead, aren't they, on it? Yeah, they'll come out the same day, probably. Yeah. But, yeah, and then they released the final trailer to, to Maleficent that uh, kind of uh, plays homage to, like, they're kind of like the original animation style of the, the yeah, film. Yeah, of the animated film. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. So, like, oh, cool, I remember that awesome movie. And then, and then it like transitions into the live See, action part. Angelina Jolie's digital cheekbones show up, and you're just like, Ugh. yeah. I'm seeing this. <laughs> I have a screening for this next Wednesday. Oh, you okay? So uh, I will let you both. Are you know. gonna go? Yeah, I'm gonna go to it. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I need to see if it's good or not. But absolutely. You yeah. go, so we don't have to. You take <laughs> me for the team, man. Yeah. Thank you for taking the hit. It's yeah. I mean that that's that's. I, I don't know. I mean I I hope it's good. I I really do hope it's good, but I, I Angelina Jolie she doesn't have a great track record as of late. Like she's I she does movies like every once in a while, and then when she does, it's usually like Salt or oh, The Changeling, salt. which yeah. which is always like they aren't they aren't horrible movies by by any stretch of the imagination. 
imagination, but they're never quite good. Like they, yeah. they don't they don't really hit their mark. They're not something that you want to like buy on DVD or Blu-ray or like recommend to your friends. They're just sort of like, oh yeah, I saw that. It was a movie, you know. Yeah. Um, I hope it's better than that though, because I, 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 I do like the idea of this. I do like the concept. Um, I, I, I hope it's good, uh, but I, I don't have high hopes for it being good. I guess I would say. Right. Uh, I guess we'll find out, and then if that does well, they'll probably, uh, you know, get the fast track on more live action Disney films based off of films they had already made animated. You know, or doing Cinderella, Jungle Book, if that does well. Maybe they'll stop. Maybe Jungle Book and Cinderella will be the only two after that if this one doesn't do well. So I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then and, yeah. and a few days from now after we record, uh, the Big Hero 6 teaser trailer is supposed to hit. And I think that's supposed to be attached to Maleficent as well in theaters. So. Yeah, but it's coming out a week before, and we can see it online. It's yeah. awesome. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm sure we'll get a, another theatrical trailer to it when Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. I, I feel like that's another good fit for Disney. Another to, fit for them to, to do it. it have it a, yeah. So yeah, and we're looking forward to that. And we'll be we'll be back in a few seconds, guys, with our recommendations for the week. And we are back with our recommendations for the week. Uh, my recommendation this week is the documentary I Know That Voice, which is basically about the voice acting industry. Have either of you guys seen this yet? No. I no, haven't seen no, it. No, I'd love to, though. Yeah, it was really good. I'd been looking forward to it for a while. Like, I'd heard or, and saw John DiMaggio, the, you know, the voice actor who does, like, Jake the Dog and Bender on Futurama, amongst many, many other voices. Uh, was one of the producers on that, and he he really wanted the movie to get made so he could see how awesome all the people he works with all the time are. And it's really cool. It goes like into the history of voice acting and like talks about Mel Blanc and uh, June Foray and just like the the different pioneers and like the you know the legends of the industry. There and it's got a huge array of interviews that it does with multiple people they show them all at the beginning of it and it like takes up the entire screen and there's tons of them some of them have are more featured in it than others uh two people that we interviewed on the show are, are in the film and they just happen to play father and son in a movie uh bill farmer goofy and jason marsden at, who did max amongst many other voices as well so yeah i, I really enjoyed it and then yeah. obviously if you listen to this podcast you're interested in that stuff too. So I would definitely suggest checking it out. It's, it's on iTunes right now or the, the website. I know the voice.com. You can pre-order a DVD that, that is still being developed for them to put out. But yeah, I would definitely say, check that out. It's really cool. And it's really informative about like how the process is for voice acting and whatnot. And like, and how awesome kind of like that 
anonymity is of being a voice actor where mm -hmm. like some people may people that are going to recognize you are going to be the people that are actually like your like legit like huge fans but then you can also like kind of right. walk around and not have anybody know who you are too unless you talk i guess ha have you guys seen the documentary that guy from that thing have you seen that at all it's, I have not. I have it's not. about character actors it it sounds very similar and it, it, this documentary i mean at least as an actor it's like a wonderful documentary and it sounds very similar to i know that voice it's about character actors so it's it's all of these actors that are like, I mean, as the title uh, insinuates, it's like, oh, like if you wouldn't know him, like you wouldn't recognize the person, like you you would look at him if you saw him in the line at the deli or whatever, you'd be like, oh, I feel like I know him from whatever my PTA, and it's like, oh no, I saw him from whatever CSI, and he's been in a million things, and it's it's the same sort of thing where it's about sort of unknown anonymous actors. It's very interesting, so. So yeah, I know that. That, nice. that sounds, yeah, that sounds it, very interesting. I think it's like much like uh, that guy from that thing. I think it's like three bucks to rent on iTunes too. If, if you guys don't want to buy it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's I oh, think nice. that's the HD price too. So cool. Yeah, definitely check nice. that out. And what do you want to recommend this week, Tom? Besides your awesome uh, progressive it, ads. <laughs> oh man. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to recommend, this is going to uh, segue nicely into our main topic uh, after Stanford's picks, but uh, the I, the X-Men animated series, I, I know it's not anything new. There isn't any new DVDs or Blu-rays or anything, but it's a heck of a show that um, if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. And if you have seen it, go back and watch it because it's great. Um, there is so many... There were so many soccer games that I missed because I stayed home and watched it because I was like, no, Nightcrawler is going to be on this episode. I have to watch this. Um, it's an, it was an incredible series um, with some incredible voice acting. Um, it was just fantastic. Um, I, 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 it's not on Netflix instant, I don't think. I think you have no. to go through either the, the DVDs or you have to go ahead and buy it. Yeah, them, but hey, it's well worth it. Especially the first few seasons, well worth it. I mean that those first few episodes, it's killer. I mean, not to give anything away, but something happens in the first episode where you're like, "Wow!" As a as a kid in the '90s, you were blown away that they that they went there yeah. in the first episode. Uh, and I think I know what you guys uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah. but it's great. You should check it out. X-Men, the animated series You can from find the 90s. some Control. of the episodes on YouTube right now. Some are on YouTube, yeah. Oh, sure. Just, they just if you guys actually want to get caught up before you go see Days of Future Past in theaters, I know that episode. Yeah. those episodes of the cartoon are actually on YouTube. Because on YouTube. whenever you uh, search Days of Future Past on YouTube, those are actually some of like, the oh, first things that show up. <laughs> those so, <are> weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm... that show can either of you uh, hum the theme song? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gambit, you can't fly. Why are you flying? <laughs> 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 <la
Gambit, seriously, you can't hover, you can't fly, you have a talent for sure. You you can you can do things. You can't hover though. That's for certain. That gambit animation, I know, in the opening. And then I love when it's using his kinetic energy to fly. Yeah, and I love when it ends with all them like like the the whatever the Magneto side, the brotherhood, yeah, running towards each other, clashing. That seemed to be a thing they did a Whatever. lot in the '90s cartoon openings. Yeah, Beast Whoever Wars did that. Whoever had too. Jubilee, like that was the worst Red Rover game of all time. Like Jubilee's getting getting juggernaut. pummeled by whoever's. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Juggernaut. I think they yeah. were in line with each other. Juggernaut. <laughs> or Jubilee. <laughs> yeah, that seems fair. The girl that can create fireworks deals with the juggernaut. Okay. <laughs> I'm the juggernaut. Uh, I'm with you though, Tom. Excellent, excellent recommendation. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I love that show. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit in the last episode with the, the Spider-Man crossover as well, where those two '90s Marvel shows would kind of intermingle a little bit. And that was always cool to see yep. Spider-Man with them or X-Men with him. So, yeah. And then Stanford yeah, going well, going back to a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, you know, huge Star Wars geek, and uh, finally to see a full trailer for the new Star Wars Rebel series uh, was pretty cool. I think looks like they're doing a nice job with it, and and. Uh, but I think it's just more of just kind of caught up overall in, in episode seven fever too. Uh, pretty stoked about. I lo- I absolutely <laughs> love. Did, did, did you see that picture with uh, with that oh, cast? The oh yeah, the and the cast and yeah, super, the, super sweaty and armpit Harrison Ford. <laughs> Wait, Stanford, Stanford. What did you think of? Did you hear about the 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 leaked Disney Star Wars lineup? that was supposed to be so it goes like oh, episode yeah. seven then the boba fett movie then episode eight then the han solo solo movie yeah. then yeah. episode nine and then a red five movie which we don't know what that means yet i mean it, it was luke skywalker's call sign as an x-wing fighter but i don't you know whether i don't know what that means though uh, yeah. i assume you're stoked about you know oh, uh, that, that stuff what do what, what, you that I think it's fantastic. I mean, I, I never, ever would have thought we were going to have, like, Star Wars movies once a year for, like, the next six years. Yep. I mean, you know, that just know. kind of blows, blows It's almost too mind. good to be true. You just can't believe yeah. it. And it just, yeah. I think I think every Star Wars fan is just, that the movies are going to be decent, you know? <laughs> but I think and they've, that, got a, they've got a good yeah. team involved, and, I, and, and I, I'm, I'm optimistic. And I think it's a sure. Absolutely. And that Han Solo movie. Oh, how cool! Is that supposed to be Harrison Ford, or is that supposed to be a young Han Solo? Who knows? Here's the thing: I hope they go Harrison Ford because I think I'm sure that would be very charismatic and very like swashbuckling as as young Harrison Ford was. But I just love the idea of like, what is a swashbuckler like when he's like in his fifties or like late? Like, I'm interested in like, what is Han Solo? I'm sure he's still awesome. I'm sure he's still cool, and I'm sure he's still just smooth as hell. I want to see that 
more than you know what I mean it, it's it's the same as uh like seeing an Indiana Jones film and being like oh yeah like what if Shia LaBeouf was Indiana Jones it's like yeah he's that I'm sure he's fine but he's not Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones Harrison yeah. Ford is Han Solo you know yeah uh, and I just saw they wanted him to come back for a, Bla- a new Blade Runner movie. Too. Blade Runner movie, I saw that as oh, well. Wow. I, don't so, know. I wonder if he's got all that in him to do another Star Wars. I and know. And we don't know how many of the the episodic ones are doing that he's going to be like that original trio is going to be in too. So it should be interesting. And then that Red Five one. I kind of hope that it's not supposed to be young Luke again, because I'm not really sure, like, timeline-wise where that's supposed to fit in, unless it's supposed to be between four and five or something like that. But then I wouldn't really want them to... Yeah, I don't know how that would work. Yeah, right. I don't, want, I don't want them to recast a young Luke, because I don't know, that would feel weird if they did that. I mean, it worked with, For like, sure. with the prequels to, you know, have just, Ewan McGregor yeah, be Obi-Wan. Timeline, I don't know how that works. Younger, but... right. I know. I guess yeah. we'll find out in five years, or we'll yeah, we'll find out three or four years. <laughs> oh, we'll yeah. find out in five years. It's just oh, kind of, yeah, boggles the Can mind. Can I tell you? When Mark Hamill's even older. There is nothing more frustrating than being. There's nothing more frustrating than being an actor and a huge Star Wars fan and being like, there is on some planet, like some realm of possibility that I could play, like, alien bartender number three in Star Wars. Yeah. And I would be tickled to pink to do that. I would be alien barback number 57 just to be involved <laughs> with this project. And it's it's the ultimate tease to be like, well, I'm in the same industry, but it's still, like, so many leagues away from uh, a possibility. But I... I Either way, I'm so excited. I, you I, to get I cannot to wait to see these new films. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. On. We're cheering you on, Tom. You're our only hope. You got. We, we, we need to. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be in one of these movies. You work. In, you work in front of the camera. I'll work behind Thank the camera. You're the best. Yes. <laughs> it's like Absolutely. we come. We come as a package deal. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, everybody will be on the internet the the minute that they release the first teaser trailer for for that film episode. It'll break the internet. Which, which I actually did you even God, say anything? Did you say anything about Rebels, or did you actually not even say anything? No, I said I say okay. you know, but because it, it's Rebels. Rebels looks Rebels looks cool, but it's all it's just Star Wars fever going on. Freddie so. Prince Jr. plays a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and all these other films. Oh, wait. Is it, didn't Freddie Prince Jr. play... Wing uh, Commander? What's his name? Well, no, I'm thinking Grunt in um, in Mass Effect 2. Did anyone oh, no. play Mass Effect 2? No, I, I just remember that yeah. Wing Commander movie. Oh, no, wait. No, was it... I don't know if it was Grunt. He played someone in, in Mass Effect that was like, really, this is Freddie Prince Jr.? Uh, I'm going to look this up while you guys are moving on from the subject and over it. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So that, but I'm going to be obsessed with it. Let me see here. That's the Star Wars Rebels trailers, <laughs> and I was going off yeah. into a tangent. But we'll be back in a few seconds with our main topic, talking about all the various animated forms of the X-Men over the past 20 years or so.
And we're back with our main topic for the week. Going to be talking about the uncanny X-Men in their animated form. So, we're going to kind of recap a little bit with what we did with the Spider-Man episode last week, where uh, we talked about that Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends show. And that was actually the first time an X-Man would show up in an animated form on a cartoon with, with Iceman on that. So... The first X-Men animated series was actually a Spider-Man animated series. <laughs> so, good on you for that, X-Men. <laughs> uh, Tom, we talked about it, but Stanford, have you ever seen the 1981 to 1983 Spider-Man and his amazing friends? Show? You know, yes. But I don't I don't ever remember seeing uh, you know, an episode of it with Iceman. Oh, man. Yeah, I think but was- I, I remember seeing... I remember seeing because I mean, I love Spider-Man, so I'm I'm sure I'm sure I watched it. Yeah, I think I must want to say Star wasn't it Starfire in there too, and I think she's an <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it was also called Spider Friends. Oh, Firestar. No, so yeah, it was. <laughs> but yeah, she was she was also in the X Men as well too. So yeah. How many episodes was was Iceman in? Do you know, was it just one episode, or, or was oh, it kind he, of a story arc for he him? Was like on a team, uh, on the team. Oh, he was Spider-Man. he was part of with the Amazing Friends. Well, so uh, yeah. clearly, I probably did see him then, and I just it just didn't register. Yeah, and, and then uh, Lightwave was also in it. She's she was an X Man. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of interesting, like how they would have some characters like. On that, so basically, yeah, there's more X Men on the Spider Man show than there was Spider Man, I guess. And then uh, the next one after that was a, it was a pilot that ultimately didn't go anywhere. It was called yep. X Men Pride of, of the X Men. You guys get get mm-hmm. the pun because Kitty Pride. Yeah. Uh, did, oh, I, big time! I've seen it. Yeah, the 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 the, the pilot. My friend Dave Colombo. Um, he's a bit of an X-Men nut. He's a bit of a comic book nut in general, but he grew up watching this pilot and he, 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 uh, to this day, he can recite the entire pilot of Pride of the X-Men word for word. Oh, wow. And I almost wish I had him, I almost wish I had him on call to be like, just start saying the first few words. Seriously, uh, but he, yeah, he, he can, he, he, he. I guess he had it on VHS. He recorded it on VHS, and he would watch it over and over again. And he could recite all twenty-one minutes of that of Pride of the X Men. Um, I, I think it starts with like, "There's no escape. There's no something." Like it's Magneto saying something. But uh, yeah, I, I, I remember seeing it. It, it, it was. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's it's very eighties. It's very late eighties. Uh, but it's pretty good. Yeah, and then like the the design of the characters is a little bit different than it would ultimately be in the nineties show. But oh yeah, and then Wolverine's Australian. Nice. In the it's almost like it was he's for, for telling the future. He's like, yeah, he, he, he. It's true. He's he's ridiculously Australian in in Pride of the X Men. I remember that. He yeah, he has an Australian accent for huh. some reason. He's a, he's a Canadian Australian. Interesting. Canadian Australian. 
because there's, yeah. there's there's tons of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably one of those hard to find kind of VHS uh, like pilot TV shows, like that you'd, you'd probably yeah. randomly find sometime like at a at a Salvation Army or something like that. But right. Yeah. So going from there up to the the one that everybody knows the best and what you just talked about a little bit earlier for your recommendation. Uh, and, and then like you were talking about the DVDs and like, at least with these, they put them out as volumes. I said this in the Spider-Man one too, is like, I wish they would do that. The animated Spider-Man show <laughs> because like these, you know, they yeah. actually have the episodes in order and what. Yeah. And they've got, don't they have five volumes each representing, you know? Yeah. Like they have the Phoenix saga in there and then they have yeah. other aspects. And then, and I think those are still available. I mean, I, yeah, you could probably find them on, on Amazon. Amazon. I remember uh, the dude that did the the voice for um, for Magneto on the TV show. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, I don't know. Well, I figured it out. <laughs> I didn't recognize um, him I, before. Before we recorded, I looked at all the you know the voice talent too, and honestly, I didn't recognize a lot of these voices. I guess shame on me, but oh, David, uh, David uh, Hemblin. Uh, they, I remember I read this somewhere that they'd actually approached him to be Magneto in the 2000 X-Men live-action film. And oh, he, really? He couldn't do it because oh, he, wow. was, he was doing something else. Otherwise, he would have been Magneto in the films in, instead of Ian McKellen. Wow. So wow. I, I bet he probably... I mean, I'm sure he's still happy with the other work that he's done, but he probably wishes that timing-wise yeah. that it worked out better for him so that he could have been in the, the live action film as well i know we were just yep. doing having a reenactment of this but I, just the opening of the 92 to 97 series oh. i just i i love it i just it's uh, you know oh my god i mean the just just yeah. that opening uh song and and everybody flying in even if they can't fly as we were as we were commenting Still, I just—it's yeah. so—it's yeah. so cool. I just—I just don't know if there's been another. It's fantastic. Yeah, uh, show that could could really match that. And you have to like the the character design yeah. on the show too for the for the the costumes that they wore on this. <laughs> like, oh, I know. Yeah, Cyclops like... has that that interesting kind of like harness on his chest going on, but then he's also <laughs> got like like the yeah. Superman spandex thing, weird thing going on with uh, all of their spandex stuff. It's just like, you know, Storm <laughs> and, and Rogue. Oh, yeah, well, Rogue, she, she wore the spandex, uh, but she had the leather jacket on over over the spandex. Yeah. Just because she probably got cold, I guess. Uh, and that's that's the version of Rogue that, lo- yeah. that no one has gotten to see in a live action film. Well, and Rogue in the animated series, she yeah. sounds like Dolly Parton to me, but which yeah. I love. Well, yeah. You know? And then Gambit is yeah. like a super Creole accent. Gambit, yeah. And, and I think and this animated show is what made Gambit and Wolverine so popular, too. Oh, sure. Or at least. Oh, for sure. They were such to integral their... parts to the, you know. They were great. It. Yeah, they were so great. We style, petite, we style. Yeah, they were fantastic. <laughs> they, I mean, that, like, Dave Colombo has the pride of the X-Men. I, uh, I, 
I mean, in, in, as in a fully grown adult, I still to this day like quote lines from that show because it was so good. Yeah. Tell Cyclops I made him a convertible. It's not your fault, Wolverine, either. Um, it's so good. Every awesome. every bit of that show was so darn good. Oh yeah. Um, well, and the, you know, I mean, you look at it from more of our grown-up eyes, right? But the writing was so good. Yeah. Yeah. They they did such a good job of integrating mm-hmm. all these different characters and developing all these relationships. I think all these fantastic character arcs and things yeah. that were going on, uh, and also some some really. You know, mature topics or, or you know, grown-up topics. Absolutely, that you wouldn't really register I, as a kid. What was from going on from the get-go? From 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 the get-go. As you said, I from mean, episode not one. to give anything. For episode one, I mean, this one's for you, Morph. Uh, yeah. What, what does he say? Uh, hey, Tin Man, I'm sending you back to Oz in pieces. Uh, <laughs> it was just a phenomenal show, yeah, a phenomenal yeah. show that. Um, it, it it was it, it was great. I mean, the writing, the voice acting, the the animation. There are there is a couple of moments in the animation though. Um, I, you can probably look this up on YouTube. Something happens. I think they fixed it in the DVD version. of This, but um, in the mall when the Sentinels start attacking in the, the first one or two episodes, Jubilee runs away, and the way that they did it proportion wise. It looks like she's shrinking down to like ant form. If if you watch it, it like it doesn't look like she's running down the hall. It looks like she's literally shrinking down to an insect level. Her. That's because um, it, was, it was actually Ant Man. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It, yeah, in drag <laughs> with the yellow coat. <laughs> yeah. No, Tom, do you have a do you have a favorite story arc or a favorite? You know, season or episode of of the show. Oh man! Of, the, of this, I mean, I, I I I love so much that show. Um, uh, I'm blanking on what was it when they get a free vacation to some island and then it ends up being a oh man, the a, uh, a uh, what you call it? like a prison for mutants. Yeah, it was like a, it was a dystopia. This was used in the comics too, and I can't think what the name is, but it was basically. I mean, that was a great plot line. I loved anything. Colossus and Nightcrawler are two of my favorite. Yeah. Um, a little special. more obscure, but, but still in the mainstream characters. So anytime that they were doing like, they yeah, exactly. Like there was one episode that was like, oh, we met Colossus at a construction site. Or we met Nightcrawler at a German church. Um, those episodes, I legitimately remember skipping out on like a soccer game to be like, no, like Nightcrawler is, he's on TV. I'm, I'm going to watch this. I have to watch this <laughs> yeah. episode. Um, yeah. It, yeah. And anything that was special like that. Um, but it was, it, I mean, I really, I, I'm hard pressed to not find an episode I didn't fully like, um, uh, right. except for like Mojo. Like when Mojo started to get involved, that's when it was like, okay, we, we, we jumped the shark a little bit. Oh, yeah, but hate, yeah, uh, uh, X-Men anime series was fantastic. Mojo's annoying. Mojo, come on. Come on, Mojo. The only uh, voice actor name I could find, like, in this entire list of the people from the show that I, I recognize is that Tara Strong did a voice. And I believe it was of uh, Colossus's uh, sister, Ileana Rasputin. 
Yeah. Uh, Wait, I, who I was... is Tara Uh Bubbles from Powerpuff Girls, Young Ben 10. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, wow. I was I was really surprised by that, too, though, Mark, because I said I, I, I looked through the, the list of all the voice actors, and I, I didn't recognize any of my... But, but as Tom said, they're so good. Yeah. I'm sure if I yeah. saw so pictures good. of them, I might recognize some of them, Mark. But... Yeah, I, mean, I, re- I really enjoyed this version. And then, like we were talking about with Spider-Man 2, is like the way that they did the kind of serialized storytelling on this, too, that, and, like, arcs that were, like, based on, like, comic book arcs yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. That was, like, a different thing from, like, other cartoons you'd be watching when we were younger watching these. So that that was another cool thing about it, and I didn't, like, you know, talk down to you as a kid watching it either. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, and then, so after that was on from 1992 1997 in 2000 x-men evolution started it was on wb kids do you remember wb kids that became cw kids or something but oh yeah no kids wb yeah and it it dealt with like much younger versions of the characters but like wolverine was still older but so like a lot but like most of the main cast was younger still and like and still going to the classes at uh, the Xavier Institute. Did have either of you watched X Men Evolution? No, I, I haven't seen it. I don't think I've ever no. seen an episode of that. Maybe, maybe one or two, just because I was like, "Oh, it's X Men," you know. And I started watching it, and then, right, what's this? You know, <laughs> like, I like it. In, the, in this one, Nightcrawler's got like a holographic watch that he can wear so that he looks like a regular kid when when he's going to the classes and whatnot. Which is kind of, which I thought was kind of weird that he needed to hide who he was going to classes at Xavier <laughs> school, but I don't know. But then, like, uh, there's different, like, superheroes that showed up on the show, too, like Captain America showed up, which actually he showed up on the 90s X-Men show as well. And uh, and then this version had, like, Wolverine wearing, like, a like an orange and black suit, I remember, too. And... It, it kind of had, like, a weird thing where, like, you know, instead of Senator Kelly being, like, the, the big politician he was, he was the principal at their school that they were going to. So, I mean, there's kind of, like, interesting, oh, right. like, that's twists right. on some things. And I guess... Yeah. And then, you know, like, it played on the fact that, like, uh, Mystique was Nightcrawler's mother again. They did that in the in the 90s show as well, right? Like, they touched on Mystique being... Yeah, they... I think so. They they did it in the comics for sure. Um, I think they alluded to it in, in, in the animated series, for sh- yeah, for yeah. sure. Which was weird. When, I remember when X two came out, and I was like, oh cool, they're gonna touch on that. And then like, they had, they had a scene that had uh, Mystique and Nightcrawler together, and they never say anything about that. And then like even after uh, first no, class, first no. class came out, I was like, all right, so uh, Mystique is gonna pair up with uh Zizel because you know he's red he can teleport he's got the ponytail and she's blue so yeah. that makes sense that if they had a kid it would look like Nightcrawler so I yep. mean I could, maybe that could have happened off screen in between first class and days of future past maybe we'll find that out I don't know that'd be, that'd be kind of a cool like little you know like off hand thing from them to say something about that right uh, I guess X-Men Evolution was actually the third longest running Marvel cartoon behind Spider-Man the Animated Series. 
and then X-Men, the animated series. So hmm. it's pretty interesting. So after that, Wolverine and the X-Men came out in 2009. Have you, either of you seen that? I haven't seen that either. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't either. <laughs> both, both of those are... Me and Stanford are both like, oh, I don't know. I, I know. I, I, saw the, I saw X-Men animated series. I saw all I needed to see. It was glory days, you know, and then anything else after, we're like, eh. Yeah, both, <laughs> both the ones after the 90s series are on Netflix, so you can They're on them Netflix, out. aren't yeah. they? Yeah. So definitely... Oh, cool. Wolverine and the X-Men is really good, too, the... Unfortunately, I only had one season, and like it kind of ends uh, setting up the Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> so they're like, oh, the setup. Yeah, uh, and you're like, oh, we don't get to see any of it. It's kind of like the same way Young Justice ends, setting up yeah. an Age of Apocalypse, but Apocalypse spelled differently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed this one too. I mean, you'd you'd think because they're trying to like maybe based off the popularity of Wolverine is why it's called Wolverine and the X-Men. It's, it's not really about that in that, in that way. It's like something happens like where, uh, Professor Xavier gets, gets seemingly blown up at the X-Mansion and, uh, Cyclops is too kind of distraught to like take over kind of the same way. Like, you know, X3, how that happened. But it, it's really cool. They kind of, center on some stories that are around mutants that we know and like they don't they're not in every episode but then they'll, they'll come back to them nick fury's in an episode or two uh mojo's in an episode Ew. oh mojo <laughs> but yeah it is <laughs> it, it, it's really cool the way that they they wrote wolverine for this and it's got a really great <laughs> season-long serialized storytelling the same way the 90s did tershong did a voice in this too Clancy Brown did one. Uh, Yuri Lowenthal, who did the older Ben 10, did the voice of Iceman in this. Phil Lamar. So this one would have like a lot of voice actors' names that you would recognize. Uh, oh, Jen Phil Lamar, I love. Jen Wait, who Hale. does Phil Lamar play? Do you know? Phil, Phil Lamar was... Let's see, I find him again. Uh, Gambit and Bolivar Trask. <laughs> oh, oh, he's wow. fantastic. Okay. Phil yeah. Lamar is great. Uh, he, yeah, he, he's, uh, uh, yeah, he's fantastic. He shot Marvin in the fight. face. <laughs> yeah, he shot my <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Gray Dalee is the voice of Richard Doyle. So, yeah, I mean, Crispin Freeman. Yeah. So, I mean, and then Wolverine was voiced. Wolverine, the guy that did the voice of Wolverine uh, also did it in. Oh, Stephen Bloom did the voice of Wolverine in this. And then he also did the voice. Who. Uh, it was also produced by the same two guys who did this. Uh, Craig Kyle and Greg Johnson, they did the the Hulk versus Wolverine uh, animated film for Marvel. So you can see how the, like the animation style is pretty similar to that too. And mm. you could, I guess it could almost kind of work as like maybe a prequel to this show. But what I kind of like in this show too is that it's a good mixture of that 90s X-Men show with the X-Men Evolution show. And it's like a, a good happy medium of both of those series. And yeah. it's got the best parts of both of them in it so i would definitely say to check check this one out if, if you can get a chance to emma frost is like part of the, the main team in it too so nightcrawler's in it again so that's got all, all the good high players in it too and then uh going to kind of some of the cartoons that 
some of the X-Men have showed up on. Uh, the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which was another show that lasted too short of a time for its own good. It should have been on far longer. Uh, but there's an episode in season two called New Avengers, where among, besides Spider-Man joining the team, there was Wolverine. Uh, and then um, and then he was also in the, ended up being the series finale of that, where they went against Galactus. So it was cool to see him in that as well. And I want to say that it was voiced by the same dude that did it for Wolverine and the X-Men. Uh, and then recently on Ultimate Spider-Man, Deadpool showed up. Um, there was an episode called Ultimate Deadpool, and he was breaking the fourth wall. I think I told you this time in the Spider-Man episode, too, is, like, he's taking over over the entire episode, and, like, well, Spider-Man in that show breaks the fourth wall, and he, he would interrupt Spider-Man as he's doing his own fourth wall breaking and, and just, like, do his own thing. Uh, and Wilfred Dell did the voice of Deadpool in that. It was pretty funny. And then there was an, an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man 2 where uh, Wolverine and Peter Parker, uh, their mind, they have a Freaky Friday moment, and their their bodies, I mean, their minds switch bodies. So it's it funny to see Peter Parker as Wolverine and then, like, Wolverine as Spider-Man. And then, and then he showed up again this past season with a, an episode with Captain America, too, so that was cool to see him again. But, yeah, I would definitely say to check those out as well. And then... Back in 2011, I remember on G4, they had a few Marvel anime shows, and amongst them was a Wolverine one, which was voiced by Milo Ventimiglia, who was uh, Peter Petrelli on the Heroes TV show. Uh, He did the voice of Wolverine. And then they did an X-Men anime show as well. So I'm not sure where to find those. I know that those are available on DVD as well. Oh, yeah. They they did a Blade series as well, and they did an Iron Man one too, and... Uh, the other connection with that is that Adrian Pastor did the voice for Iron Man in that anime show, and then now he's continued to do the voice of Iron Man in the the new Avengers Assemble show, and he, I think he, he did the voice in the Lego Marvel video game too. So I would definitely check those out, especially like like the Marvel kind of like anime style. I know this Wolverine's uh, design in those is, is really interesting too, to see in the the anime form. And I want to say the storyline they did for the, for him, yeah, I... was the uh, you know like the same one that we got for this, the most recent live action film, but it's more heavily based on the the comic itself. Yeah, I don't usually like it when they when they add when they take a a, a comic book character and put him infuse him into anime form. But Wolverine, I feel like as a character. That kind of I can see that working like that 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 blend sort of works as opposed yeah. to like I sometimes when they put Batman in anime form I'm like not all for oh, yeah. it but but Wolverine oh, yeah, like works. the Gotham Knight uh, film that they they put out yeah and like that that actually I I from what I saw it didn't look that bad but but sometimes I just using Batman as an example but yeah. but sometimes when they put things in like make him anime it's like oh why though you know it, it just seemed superfluous where but a wolverine looks like that actually does look uh like a looks pretty cool a natural yeah yeah combination definitely um then hulk versus wolverine uh was the only f- animated film i could find which is weird because i noticed when we talked about spider-man you'd think that because Mar- dc we've talked about this before like dc is like on the ball with getting like all these animated really well-made films out and it's kind of struggling with somewhat with their 
their live action films where it's vice versa opposite for, for Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Where, yeah. I, I wish like Marvel would be putting out like more. Oh, sorry. What? Oh, go ahead. Uh, I've tried to watch Man of Steel three times now, and I I can't I can't watch it. I can't watch it. And I love Superman. He's Superman. He stands for truth, justice, the American way. Uh, I I I uh, I can't get past uh, all of the weird like phallic symbols in that movie, and then it's just so. It's so weird and so bad. Sorry, that's the tangent. But, like, yeah. And it's just to further your point that, yeah, I mean, Dismix, you're right. They've, they've done a good job at uh, doing their sort of direct-to-DVD to films. But when it comes to their major feature film live-action stuff, they fail miserably. They struck gold with Nolan and Batman. But everything besides that has been like, oh, I don't know about this Green Lantern uh, I don't know about this Man of Steel. Uh, yeah, it's been dicey to 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 put it lightly. Yeah, I mean, I and then on like the reverse of that, I'd love to see Marvel do really awesome animated Animation. films too. Yeah, yeah. Like Spider Man's <laughs> never been in any of the, like they started out really well with like the the Avengers cartoon that they did, and the Doctor Strange one. They did Invincible uh, Iron Man one. And then they kind of started to tell off, and I'm like, oh, and then like the one I was about to talk about, the Hulk versus Wolverine. They did that. It was that was like a double feature kind of thing. They did Hulk versus Wolverine, Hulk versus Thor, and the the Hulk versus Wolverine one. It's cool. It's like a recreation of that the first comic that Wolverine ever showed up in, uh, where he goes against the Hulk up in Canada. Uh, I want to say that Shield sends him in to to fight the Hulk. Uh, mm. yeah. and like that, that's really cool it touches on uh, Wolverine's Weapon X kind of origins as well uh, Deadpool's in that there's there's a, I think Sabretooth is in there too and this is really cool it's just basically like it's like 35 to 45 minutes long and it's like a good two thirds of that is just the Hulk fighting Wolverine but it's pretty awesome I, th- I thought the animation was really well done on that too that used to be on Netflix. I'm not sure if it still is, but I would say to check that that out uh, if if you can. And then the next bunch of these are all motion comics that they've released from Shout Factory. Uh, Astonishing X-Men is the only one they've put on Blu-ray, uh, and then Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk, which is like another version of that story of Wolverine versus Hulk, Wolverine Origin, uh, Wolverine versus Sabretooth. Can you guys? <laughs> catch a like a i guess a trend going on here and then wolverine weapon x tomorrow dies today that most recent one <laughs> all of them are about wolverine so, except for, for the astonishing X. yeah one. yeah <laughs> talking about motion comics somewhere matt quest is getting a migraine right yeah Dude. discussion <laughs> of motion comics um yeah i haven't seen any of these but yeah i you know what i'm gonna side with matt quest in that Motion comics seem a little like either animated or don't. Like I like I, I know it's animated, but it's like kind of uh, like a daisical. It seems like you 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 you're you're kind of kind of going halvesy on things. Like either go full force or or don't. Um, but that's my opinion on that. Yeah, yeah, I agreed for sure. 
but yeah, guys, that that is our X Men astonishing animated version of them main topic for today. Uh, don't forget, you guys can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Mark Vibbert, M A R C V I B B E R T. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tom Fon, T O M F O N S S, or you can see my <laughs> ridiculous commercials on <laughs> facebook.com forward slash progressive. And the commercials are awesome, Tom. And you can find oh, me. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks, man. I'm at Stanford Clark, which is at Stanford Clark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or, or you can follow the show at Animated Podcast. Uh, feel free to email us at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail.com. Also, visit our site where you can check out all of our latest news posts from Stanford and Jessica and all of our great writers over at the site uh, anytime you want. You can also like us on Facebook just by searching for Animation Fascination. So I'm Mark Vibbert for myself, Tom Fons, and Stanford Clark, and all of our writing team at Animation Fascination. Thank you guys for listening, and make sure to tune in again next time. Later, guys. See you, Mark. It's great talking to you, yeah. Stanford. Hey, great talking with you. See you, man. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Hey, you too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. If I could save time in a bottle, the first thing that I'd like to do is to save every day till eternity passes away. Just to spend them with you If I could make days last forever If words could make wishes come true I'd save every day like a treasure And then again I would spend them with you But there never seems to be enough time to do the things Now, nobody be immature because this is episode 69. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Come on, Stanford. There he hey! is. Hey! Sorry. Hey, sorry about that. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Q Tom reading the paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> that delay worked perfectly. Uh, Rocket adjusting his jump. That's what I'm going to bring up. That's what I'm going to okay. bring up. That was my favorite part of it. That was my favorite part of it by far. All right, everybody hold it in. We'll... Yeah. Okay. Phrasing. Right. Knock on wood. Knock on fake false on wood. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on IKEA plastic. Yeah. Type yeah. Of, exactly. Of wood. Yeah. Whatever my desk is made out of. It's not full wood. I know that. <laughs> That's what she said. Or or to quote uh. Or... <laughs> it's not full wood. <laughs>